Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Under the radar. You're listening to Money FM 89.3, and it's now time for Under the Radar with me, Chua Tian Tian. Now, ever wondered which are the companies who give startups their first investment check? Well, our guest for today, Quest Ventures, is one such company. Now, the venture capital firm, which was founded in 2011, is a leading venture capital firm in areas such as AI, e-commerce, and marketplaces, as well as entertainment and food. It's also invested in a number of well-known companies like 99.co, Carousel, and Shopback. But what exactly does the company look out for when it comes to investing? How does it assess the business environment it lies in? And what are some of its recent investments? Well, for more, let's speak to James Tan, Managing Partner of Quest Ventures. Well, James, welcome to the show. Thank you, Tintian. To get us started, as always, appreciate if you could share with us more about Quest Ventures, your business model, the size of the companies you invest in, and your industry positioning. Quest Ventures is a venture capital firm headquartered in Singapore, and investing in the regions of Southeast Asia and Central Asia. We look for early-stage companies, known as seed-stage or Series A-stage companies, to invest in. These startups are high-tech and uses a mix of speed of execution and effective use of capital to scale rapidly in each city, replicate across the region, and function in the large markets of Southeast Asia and Central Asia. Um, Quest Ventures is a top venture capital firm by most independent rankings. For example, in Central Asia last year, we were the largest investor, while in different countries across Southeast Asia, we are easily in the top one, two or three. Right. And uh, I understand you have all along focused on the overarching digital economy strategy. Why is this the case? Which are the sectors and companies you've invested in as part of that strategy? Uh, we focus on what we call the digital economy. And the digital economy has been our overarching team since 2011 when we were founded. Our investment thesis is that the penetration of technology into our lives will accelerate the transformation of traditional business models and the adoption of digital services. The digital economy in Singapore, as estimated by Google and Tamasic, has grown about 19% annually and will continue to do so to reach US $22 billion by 2025. So some of the sectors that we have invested in as, a, uh, as part of this thesis includes artificial intelligence, e-commerce and marketplaces, entertainment, finance, food, insurance, logistics, media, property, sports, and the Islamic digital economy, all of which have been touched by um, technology. Let's talk about money here. What is the internal rate of return or any hurdle rate for your portfolio companies? And how do you ensure that you reach that level of return that you want? Um, so a venture capital fund uh, performance is measured with standard metrics such as the internal rate of return or IRR, as you mentioned. This is usually a very sensitive number and only those funds that do well tend to be more comfortable speaking about it. So with the passage of time, it also becomes increasingly difficult to maintain a good IRR, even if the companies in the portfolio continue to do well. So our latest disclosed figure is 39%, which based on third-party rankings, firmly places us at the top decal when compared against other venture capital firms in the world. All portfolio companies, uh, when we invest in them, are onboarded with a process called Capstone, which is our in-house methodology and uh, important part of our investment process. Capstone increases the impact of our investment and aligns all stakeholders to the vision and mission of the portfolio company with quantifiable goals. To accomplish this, our team works with the founders and key executives that they've hired to deliver within 100 days an executable 
and yet audacious plan for the next uh, year. Right, and James, I have a question. To what extent do you think that performance 39% IRR is a result of a good eye for business and founders, or to what extent is it a result of active management? A lot of it is due to the initial beginning, which is the team and the sectors that are chosen to uh, conquer or tackle. And even if the sector turns out to be wrong and they will pivot along the way, the good founders that we will continue to observe uh, uh, will be those who never say die and continue to execute with uh, precision and with their mission in mind. And if it doesn't work, they'll pivot and pivot until something locks in. Right. So it's about the people and the tenacity. And uh, aside from that, Quest Ventures, I understand uh, James also partnered with Silicon's Applied Innovation Institute to drive industry and corporate transformation. Tell us more about that because your clients uh, include Coca-Cola, HP and Tencent. So sounds very exciting here. Thanks. Um, so in our in- enterprise efforts, otherwise frequently known in the market as co- corporate transformation, di- corporate innovation or digital transformation, in, in these efforts, global clients such as those that you have mentioned entrust us with their corporate innovation and digital transformation initiatives. So to do so, we partner with the Applied Innovation Institute. It is a non-profit organization founded earlier than us in 2009 with roots in Silicon Valley. It brings together global leaders in industries, government, and academic organizations, usually universities, to help each other transform so that everyone can address competition, disruption, and innovation. And we do this through a combination of education, consulting, and partnerships. So it's a step-by-step process to help um, level up with uh, capital and uh, with technology. And we do that with large corporations through um, uh, our enterprise efforts known as uh, corporate transformation. We drive industry and corporate transformation for these at-risk sectors uh, based on what we hope are world-class research, a lot of local knowledge, and then, most importantly, collaboration with startups. And uh, James, on that note, how much of your business is dedicated to helping corporates grow startups, helping corporates become more nimble, versus organically investing in startups of your own? And uh, how do you decide on that split? So 100% of our business is dedicated to helping startups, whether they are spin-offs from corporates, accelerated by corporates, or organically invested in by us. We help them make outsized impact. So this could be impact in their sectors, uh, impact in corporate transformation, and impact in uplifting communities. The, the three business verticals that Quest Ventures has, uh, venture capital, enterprises, and for good, are all synergistic. So we look at all of them as 100% because business cannot continue to exploit resources without consideration for long-term sustainability. And then fast-growing large startups can make meaningful impact in their communities by hiring fairly, learning from big corporations, reinvesting in the communities that they are in, and then growing with sustainability in mind. Right, if you're just tuning in, we're now in conversation with James Tan, managing partner of Quest Ventures. And uh, James, let's look at the wider business environment you are in. What do you think are the top three trends you have observed in the VC scene, and what does it mean for Quest Venture as a company? Thanks, Tintian. This is a question that we are always uh, deliberating because just as startups are disrupting the industries that they are in, we are also mindful that venture capital as an asset class, even though it has been around for 50 over years, uh, may also be disrupted along the way. So venture capital uh, is definitely also affected by the dramatic shifts in technology over the last, especially the last two decades. Going forward, these are the trends that will affect venture capital firms. Um, Number one, emerging sectors that have a small window of investment opportunity. 
So an easy to understand example will be e-commerce. Uh, today in 2023, it will be difficult to find any investor investing in e-commerce competitors to Redmart or Shopee. The window to invest in those companies or competitors to those companies was in the early 2010s and that window is gone. So recent developments in recent years continue to prove out this observation that emerging sectors have a very small window of investment. The latest one is in the metaverse, which we launched a fund for late last year to quickly tap into the market downturn. Traditional funds would not have been able to react as quickly or even have the sector know-how and then the investment mandate from their investors to do so. Number two, the second trend that we're observing in venture capital is the artificial intelligence. We will see more applications of AI into the investment decision process. It is really unconscionable that many investments are now made today with a lot of human due diligence, including at Quest Ventures. To do a good job of understanding any sector in a large economy such as Southeast Asia or Central Asia, you can imagine the amount of human due diligence required. So moving ahead, the application of AI will factor in in more of our decision making. And I'm proud to say that we are already evaluating how to best make use of this technology uh, efficiently. And then the third trend in venture capital, sustainability. We are in the market for our sustainable impact fund, which marries ESG impact with capital and technology. So this builds on our belief that investments into um, decarbonization, uh, climate resilience and environmental sustainability are important for the long-term good of the world. So Asia's uh, sustainability challenges are the results of our very rapid, but then also very uneven development. So it therefore presents a lot of opportunities for investors. Well, uh, James, I understand you have recently participated in a Series A funding round for Singapore-based smart electric motorbike company called Ion Mobility just about a couple of weeks ago. And in fact, we've talked to a number of startups. We've talked to Caro as well. Uh, the, the trend of two-wheeled EVs has been on their minds as well. What opportunities do you see in Ion Mobility and the e-mobility scene, particularly for those two-wheeled vehicles? Okay. So Southeast Asia is the world's largest market for two-wheelers. So I, I firmly believe that Singapore is well positioned to create its own version of a Toyota or Hyundai Motors. I'm, I'm a firm believer in that. And we can do so through two-wheelers as a first step. So with the shift from internal combustion engine or ICE to electrification, this process or this period of transformation of migration from one technology to another presents us with a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to develop a new market in Singapore and for the region. One quick question. You said that you are a firm believer that Singapore can produce the next maybe Hyundai and etc. What are the reasons behind that uh, belief? Um, a traditional internal combustion vehicle uh, would easily have 80% uh, more parts than an uh, EV or electric vehicle. Uh, with the reduction in number of parts and the simplification of process, uh, this presents uh, smaller countries such as Singapore with limited land mass and even limited manpower to create the next generation of vehicles. The question is, are we going to be an OEM or are we going to be create our own brand? And I believe that we can do both. Uh, and I want to make sure that we are firmly positioned as a fund, even as a country, that we are in good shape to create our own brand of electric vehicles. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity and we missed it, then we don't, who knows what the next uh, uh, time will come by. 
Do you think it's going to be a small window as well? And uh, before we let you go, James, what are some immediate plans for Quest Ventures in 2023? It's a window that is longer than the digital economy that I mentioned above, just because we are talking about huge infrastructural um, investments here. But the infrastructure investments uh, for EV compared to internal combustion engine is very different, uh, much lesser and much smaller in scale. So... Yes, it's a, still a larger window compared to digital services, but it's also small uh, and we cannot miss the opportunity to do so. Around us, in uh, the, whether it's in Southeast Asia or in Europe and so on, there are already uh, startups that I've brought up to take advantage of the ability to create two-wheelers. So we cannot miss that. Uh, this year, for Quest Ventures in 2023, we are doubling down on the opportunities that we see in sustainability. Uh, by going to the market with the Sustainable Impact Fund. So we are a signatory to the UN principles for responsible investment. And so we are looking to deploy capital into carbon neutrality, climate resilience, and environmental sustainability. We are also looking forward to celebrate the, celebrating the 50th anniversary of the official relationship between Vietnam and Singapore by bringing and then welcoming businesses interested in these two markets through the Global Innovation Alliance, a program that we run uh, with partnership from Enterprise Singapore and the Economic Development Board. And then last but not least, we are also excited with the increased level of interest in emerging markets such as Central Asia. And so we'll not only continue to invest in that region, but we'll also provide a market exposure to Singapore companies interested in that region. Right. Thank you very much, James. That was James Tan, Managing Partner at Quest Ventures. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.